everyone. Welcome back to I Did. She Did. We Did. Now What? The Podcast. And I'm your host, Coco B. Gibson. And I am the other half, Daddy Big Gibson. One of the hosts, that is. I made it seem like I was the only host on here. Happy Friday. Coming to you live in podcast land. So we decided to do part three of Are You Wasting My Time? But this episode is going to be Use Your Time Wisely. And that's both for singles and married people. So let's see. Who should we start with? First, hey, googity googity. Well, now, so uh, as the wife said, uh, we're hitting on again, use your time wisely. In this aspect, we are looking at using your time in real time in the marriage. So, but this can be used for both singles and married people. Mm-hmm. So which who do we want to kind of always like st- always like starting with the singles first because that's the build up before you get married. Okay, so let's start with um, the singles. Now, on the previous episode, we talked about different things we were doing. I was in ministry. We talked about finances and all of that. But let's go a little deeper. Singles with using your time. Um, wisely, mm-hmm. ladies, my single ladies, let let's come down your street for a moment. So, if you are dating a man, if you are dating, and it's been some time, um, maybe you are wondering what's going on. There is a certain time frame when you will definitely know what's going to happen, that he is the one. But what I want to say is, while you are in the waiting, I want you to be using your time effectively, right? Mm -hmm. So that's with being busy, being authentically you, um, not trying to push the envelope too much, but really, really maximizing the gifts and the things that you have inside of you. Sometimes I have came across women who've gotten married maybe um, at any type of age, I guess, and they say, oh, I I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Before I got married. Mm-hmm. One thing about me. And I guess for us. We got married later on. Mm-hmm. In life. I was 40. So I had time to travel. I had time to hang with the girls. Date this one and that one. Mm-hmm. I had time to do. A lot of different. Things. And that in itself is a blessing. I got my degrees and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I'm not discouraging if you get married 
young. But what I want to say is before you say I do, maximize the time before you get there. Mm-hmm. Babe, do you have any, I guess, younger couples or know of any couples who got married fairly young and I don't know, they kind of wish they would have kind of done things or waited so yes so um picking up the baton where buki just handed the baton off to me mm-hmm. <laughs> buki b that's you girl <laughs> so again furthermore talking about maximizing your time and and i'm gonna go down both paths let me start with the path of let's say you get married and uh for the man or the woman um you guys haven't started your dreams prior to getting married but you're starting your dreams or your business or whatever things that you that are on your heart's desire to do you start them afterwards the portion of uh being effectively busy is going to actually come with compromise because you guys are already together now So it's no more single-minded thinking. It's togetherness thinking and shared vision. Now, when... Sometimes that's an issue. Exactly. Sometimes it really is an issue. Um, And there's quite a few things that can make it an issue. One, gender can make it an issue. Let me explain. You know, a lot of men, whether it was in their homes... Or just the way society moves uh, came up thinking that, you know, men got to lead, men got to lead. Yeah, men should lead, but that doesn't mean that the man can't throttle back and allow the woman to get some things done too, right? The other part to that is, on the flip side of that, a lot of women are fighting for their rights now. Women have more opportunity now than ever have before in the history of America. That's because they had to step up because of the men are not where they are supposed to be. But go ahead. You're hitting on one point, but you 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 got to the finish line. I ain't even quite get there because what I'm still talking about is even in the workplace, women still as a whole make less than men, right? And so when you just spoke on a little bit ago saying that could be an issue, you you know you could have it where a man and a woman who got married, the woman is like, you know, I'm the only female at this uh, particular law firm or or practice or right, so she feel like she got some things to prove. And so she has made it up in her mind. She's going to uh, attain whatever goal she's after. And in the pursuit of doing that, sometimes the man can feel pushed aside, right? But when I use the term shared vision, that operative term shared, when we talked about compromise, the core of compromise is communication. And so both the man and the woman have to really talk with one another, right? And let each other know, okay, here's what I'm trying to do. Okay, here's what I'm trying to do. Now let's talk about realistic time frames to get some of these things done. And so in that, that's when you can kind of more sensibly, if you will, uh, make room for both of y'all to kind of get things accomplished. And I'm going to hand the baton back. I'll, I'll pick up more in the back end, but that's where I'm starting. I'm handing it back. 
So that's kind of, I would say, textbook. But realistically, I think that there are a lot of marriages and husbands and wives where they may have went into the marriage with the understanding that X, Y, and Z was going to happen. And then when they said, I do, you know, due to whatever circumstances and issues came up, it might have changed. So what do you do in that sense where um, things change? Because they do. They do. And I am currently experiencing that case in point with the way men collect pay bills, right? I'm go I'm still talking about people effectively managing how to get things accomplished in the marriage, right? But I'm using this example. I like to pay bills uh bulk pay, right? If a bill is two hundred dollars, if I don't give the full two hundred, I'm giving most of it. Collect she goes, listen, I'm gonna give y'all forty dollars right now and give y'all fifteen dollars a month for the next forty months. Right? (laughs) It's close enough, y'all. It's close enough. But yet, from where I come from, both of them will get you across the finish line. It's just a matter of what, right? Here's the thing about finances and compromise between people. If I want to, you know, let's say I'm just making this up, buy a car, but I know we got some other things then maybe this paycheck, I can't put the down payment down. So we'll handle whatever we need to handle, and then I'll adjust and move it, right? And what I'm trying to say is, oftentimes two people will get married, and both of them got goals and dreams. You have, both both people have to continually talk about it, keeping it on the radar to, to look to see the adjustment point. And you say it's textbook, but I'm taking that answer and I'm putting it into the reality of things do happen. Like, you know, pregnancies happen, babies happen. And that often can derail a career or so by a few years, right? And so, again, sometimes you might say, okay, so we just got pregnant unexpectedly. You understand? Yeah, we're going to have to push this off for a while. But it can be, it can be done. But it really takes both people, one, having faith, two, and being diligent and and not being discouraged, which I think is the hardest part in that scenario, especially if it's a goal that one or both of the people in the relationship are passionate about. Well, that's the thing. And this is where communication really comes in because at times, a lot of times, you know, when you get married, it's two individuals coming together to build one life. Mm-hmm. So we are both growing and learning. So as the days go on, as the years go by, we are both moving and learning and growing in different ways. And sometimes your um your wants and your desires, your visions as you get older and your plans change. So the communication has to definitely always mm-hmm. be on point. Right. And this is something that even, you know, Sterling and I, you know, you and I are still mm-hmm. fine tuning is the communication. 
I believe that you need to be communicating every little thing, even down to this. And I'm going to put this out there. So even with going to the market, I give Sterling a list. He comes back 95% out of the times missing one of those things. So it's like, okay, did you did you look at the list? Did you not pay attention to the list? But to me, that's where communication really comes in to being on point to be like, okay, I'm going to remember it. But if I don't remember it, let me look down. But even if I don't look at the phone, let me give her a call just to ask a question. So, and that applies to even bigger things. So if, if plans are changing, and I don't want us to get off of the topic, but if plans are changing, there needs to be daily weekly um check-ins as to you know are we are we still on course are we you know has mm-hmm. the course you know changed but i want to jump over to married people using your time wisely because this this topic actually could there could be another part to this um my married folks use your time wisely in marriage mm-hmm. one we just talked about communication mm-hmm communicating daily to make sure that you guys are still in tune with one another. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. So that you guys don't miss any time. So there's no miscommunication, which leads to an argument, mm-hmm. which leads to somebody sleeping on the couch. Use the time to communicate, to really um, learn one another learning uh to grow learning to get to know one another all over again mm-hmm. you know what i mean right so one of the things that i often say is every five years mm-hmm. a person changes and i'm talking your views significantly change down to everything your taste in music can change your view on politics can change. I know I even laugh at myself, you know, in my, you know, early 20s, you know, oh, I'm Democrat, I'm staunch Democrat. I would have never thought that I would ever like any Republican views. Now that the age I am in my early 40s, sometimes I'm listening to the different politicians and there might be a Republican that jump out there and say something that I agree with. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that does, yeah. But 20-something-year-old Sterling could have never perceived that or received it. Um, I can't even remember my thoughts about marriage in my 20s. Now, I wasn't married, but things that I thought I would do or things that I thought I would say, nope, I don't even think that way anymore, right? And so the reason why Coletta and I are really hammering upon the communication piece, because if every five years significant changes happen with each person in the relationship if you two are not in constant commune with one another then the changes can actually appear to be so starkly different that y'all can pop off some of some say you know what we ain't equally yoked no it ain't that y'all ain't been checking in with one another because had y'all been checking in you would have seen the difference which can look like uh uh a, a, a gap. It can look like a gap of separation, but it's not. 
there are things changing. Your taste buds change. Case in point, your body chemistry even changes where you can't even eat certain foods, you know, in your mid and late 40s that you could have in your 20s and 30s. Yes, right, right. You know what I mean? I know people who, you know, I used to eat jalapeno peppers with them years ago if we'd be in a bar and stuff. Now and they're in the early 50s. They can't mess with the jalapenos. So if your if your body chemistry changes, which by default makes your taste change, that means your thought also has changed. Typically, as a whole, as there's a saying, when you know better, you do better. Or at least you should do better. That means usually as you get older, you get more wisdom. You learn more. So you start to move different. But if both of you are not in constant commune, let me do you a big one. Even at where me and Colette are, as we're embarking into this fifth year, where we are spiritually, the Lord don't deal with us the same now as he did when we first got married. You understand? It, it, I mean, he has gone deeper and deeper and expanded more and widened our territory. He's and widened uh, our understanding of how he moves, right? So our understanding of God ain't even the same. It's more in-depth now. Right? And so with that said, it's only constant communication, which will be the par- the barometer or one of the barometers in your relationship. And, and Cheek Mark and I passed the baton back. What is a barometer? It measures pressure. It measures pressure. If you find that you and your significant other can't go more than two minutes before argument break out, it's a, lot of, it's a high uh, barometer. It's a high pressure in that relationship what is it that you two aren't communing that's leading to this bus of pressure what's going on you have to really take a look at um you know what's going on so that's communication that's really taking the time to get to know what one another Mm -hmm. likes loves and Learning what those things are, embracing them, and really appreciating them, and respecting and valuing what those things are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're both not going to have the same likes, mm-hmm. but it's I would say going out of your way to make sure one another, you know, is happy. And I think, um, in our case, you know, we're still still newlyweds. And I think when when your partner says to you, I like this and I like that, take a hold of that and run with it. And then really, you know, sit back and watch and, you know, see what they're doing, see what they into, sit, look up their Pinterest, you know, boards and all of that. See what they, you know, what they're exploring, you know, on their phones. But but married folks, use your time wisely. Life is too short. Get to know one another all over again. Have them, them check-ins. You know, marriage is just not a, an arrangement. Mm-hmm. One thing about me and Sterling is we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have watched any of our lives, we have fun. And it's not just around <laughs> anniversary time. No. Mm-hmm. We have fun throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, everybody has their issues, but we have fun. We like to laugh. I love to laugh and excel, okay? Mm-hmm. But um, 
we communicate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Sterling may not want to communicate, but I think getting married has really opened him up to communicating, would you say, babe? Mm -hmm. Because you have to. You are with another person. You cannot make assumptions. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's an interesting thing. Uh, for those who know me, I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a, I'm a state licensed therapist. And, you know, I talk for a living. And, and I give advice for a living. Um, and I in part preach communication for a living <laughs> however i don't even want to say however in addition in my personal life i wholeheartedly believe in communication the issue is i'm also a logical thinker and i'm a logistical person I'm a military right because i'm a military man i was in the navy so i live in my head a lot of times now Colette, she feels like that's a bad thing. When I say I live in my head, and any men out there who hear this, you'll know what I mean. I like the process exactly what's going on first before I start trying to articulate, right? So I, I like to communicate, but I like to really assess the situation, pull the situation apart, and not even looking at Colette, but I like to look at where I was wrong in the situation. Or I like to look at where my misunderstanding was, right? And so when we talk about using your time effectively, a young lady told Colette this recently. I'm, I'm going to try to quote it, but if I mess up, please jump in. Listen to communicate. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to respond. Right. A lot of times women, us women, me too. We'll listen just to have a quick response. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. We have to listen to really hear, understand, and then be able to effectively communicate right. with our partner. Right. Because, again, we keep throwing that communication word out there. See, here's the deal. If you two are talking daily, you will begin to also understand each other's thought patterns. So when you listen to understand them, instead of listening to respond, you're listening for the person's thought pattern. Then that's when you can actually speak to what the person's intent was. You understand? Um, a lot of times when I'm, uh, you know, dealing with Colette on certain things and she be like, so what do you think? Okay, part of it is she be asking what I think too soon. Because I'm processing it. And I don't process for five or ten. No, I might need a day or two to really process this thing out. And so I have a saying, um, silence will oftentimes be misunderstood, but silence will never ever be misquoted. A lot of times I don't say anything because I'm processing it. And if I don't say anything, you cannot misunderstand me because I didn't say anything. And you can misinterpret and I'm fine with that because once I do process it and do, then start communicating, I can clarify whatever you misinterpreted. But sometimes I would say for women, especially for me, I'm asking Sterling, what does he think right then and there so that I don't make the wrong decision, the wrong um, judgment, or just fly off the handle because I can fly off the handle. And so, 
I asked him just to see what really leading and what kind of, because men, you know, are not emotional. So I asked him to get that unemotional type of response that'll kind of check my emotional response. So that's why, you know, some, right then and there, I'm like, what do you think? Or, you know, so I can see, okay, Colette, yeah, just bringing in a little, you know. So that's, I think, and I think a lot of women are like that. They kind of, well, yeah, I would, I would say a lot of women are like that. But especially if they have a, a husband who they feel makes good, you know, judgment and sound judgment, they'd be like, you know, babe. What do you think? Because I was thinking X, Y, and Z, but I kind of just wanted to make sure that I wasn't all the way to the left or all the way to the right, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why, you know, I'm right. familiar with that. Well, yeah, because there's two parts to it. There, there's basic casual conversations when she asks it, and in those instances, I usually have an immediate response. But I'm talking in the instances for the couples when it's a heavy, you know, almost argument brewing. Yeah. I, I, will, I will take the road of... The high road. Yeah, it really be, being silent. You know, again, you might misinterpret it, but you can't never misquote it, you know. And then once I really have gathered all the different facts and checked myself, then, you know... Because I know one of the things that I try to do is I really try to talk about what I was thinking when I made a certain action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, again, couples, we can't stress enough. Uh, oh, oh, this is the part I really wanted to hit on. So, you know the cards that we... Do you know the cards that we um, use, the question the cards? Questions. Yeah, I recommend to any oh we should have brought them downstairs i can't even think of the name but there are these cards and i want to say it's actual partner or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. so we have played the game at least three times mm-hmm. and it comes with a million cards by the way and it's really thought provoking yes it is maybe even a little heart-wrenching mm-hmm. if your partner answers the, the question mm-hmm. in a way that you weren't even thinking about. And it's even a little risque. It, it can lead to some baby-making going on. Yeah. If, based on the question that's that. Always a mm-hmm. that's always a <laughs> um, next time we come on our next episode, we're going to have the name of mm-hmm. the game. But couples, so yeah, get um, married couples, get some some games. Mm-hmm. There's one game we're taking um, with us to Puerto Rico because our anniversary is coming up. Woo-hoo! Mm-hmm. It's called Lust Languages. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy that is by. Mm-hmm. But Yes, get some cute little games and mm-hmm. things that really open up right. the communication. Right. That really open up, you know, get your minds going, your juices yes. flowing, and yeah. all that good stuff. There's yeah. this, this bedroom game, I forget the name of mm-hmm. it. It's like a sheet, mm-hmm. and it has like a little mat. That also introduces a lot of 
excitement, excitement physical touch, mm-hmm. physical play. And again, some baby making can come out of that real easily. That's definitely using your time. Mm-hmm. Using mm-hmm. your time wisely mm-hmm. and enjoying mm-hmm. one another. Right, right. Instead of y'all just sitting there in the house just Instead of just watching TV, okay, mm-hmm. we can all right. get Netflix and yeah. chill. Mm-hmm. But what else are you doing? Right. That's something that I'm grateful to the Lord for. Me and Sterling, we do a lot of other things besides just Netflix and chill. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, mini golf. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Cook. What? We battle. Yeah. Pray. Mm-hmm. You know, we're battling the devil. Right. <laughs> Some kind of battle. <laughs> but the games, you know, yeah. travel, mm-hmm. just, you know, talking about the past. And finally, a very quick, inexpensive, cheap way of doing it. Me and Colette also have a game, and it's not much of a game, but we call it Five Questions. And and we do that every so often. So we kind of do that more often than we pull the cards out. And the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We will have to do a part four. But like I said, the five questions. We can be in the kitchen. She'll be like five questions, and she'll ask me one. And again, it's thought provoking. Or we could be driving down the street, and I'll be like five questions. So again, these are ways where y'all can get the communication going and answer honestly. Answer your insecurities. Be vulnerable, and just really kind of just really keep connected with one another. So this was. Use your time wisely, and this was I did, she did, we did. Now what? The podcast. Talk to you later. Team Gibson out.